Penny doesn't work out, it's a complete void beyond this year. Like where you're starting fully from scratch. You'd want something there that you could rely on for 2025 if it comes to that. So that's what I would do about that. I'm, But I am not as bullish as you because I just, I'm so leery of what I've seen from the quarterback thus far. And I think what he has not done well, no matter how smart the offense is, is so fundamental to playing the position at a high level, which is stay in the pocket. I've had people messaging me today talking about like reacting to what Mike said and just saying they still, as Steelers fans, can't get over how jarring it was to think the offense was so terrible. Watch Mason come in and stand in and make plays and then start to wonder about what they had previously seen. Donnie, what's the thing among all this that stood out the most or was the most important to you? The coordinator discussion, the Kenny talk, the Mason Rudolph points that were made by Mike? The the, the Kenny thing and the, the Mason Rudolph thing didn't really surprise me because I expected that right now Mike Tomlin was going to say that Kenny Pickett is our guy going into next season because if any of those other quarterbacks get brought up, like those outside guys, the the Fields, the, the Cousins, so on and so forth, Russell Wilson, we, we know his answer would just be, I'm not getting into hypotheticals. But then he said, was, your, was asked, is your quarterback on the roster? And he said, yes. Yeah, and what kind of jumped out to me there whenever he gave that answer was that he definitely paused more than he normally does and his yes did not sound convincing to me at all almost like a gulp in a yes not like he just smelled something bad and he was saying yes i mean if you go back and listen to it it does not sound like a convincing not like emphatic basically yeah it's not convincing do you believe that next year's quarterback is currently on your roster yes you know what? It sounds like sort of surprised that he would even be asked that question. That's though, to how me. I took that too. Like he, he, like, like if Donnie, if you said to me, Chris, did you, you know, do you have your copy points for something that you're reading today? Like, but more, yes. su- more surprised, like you know, the answer is yes, or surprised, like, oh wait a minute, do I have to answer? Should I lie right now, or should I answer the question honestly? Like, should I say I think yes, it's even more though the my former. I think it's more like, yeah, yeah, the guy's, I mean, yes, he's right there. I've told you already. Yeah, that's how I took it, too. And I and I don't think in that case, I know that we've discussed, like, what has been going on with Kenny Pickett while he has not been playing these last few weeks. I don't think it has anything to do with that, like, oh, he'll hurt his feelings. I just think it's smart as a head coach, like, hey, at least have these guys thinking that, I can be your guy next season. If he comes right out and says no, anyone, anybody on the roster is a no. I mean, that tells you right there. No, but he doesn't have to say yes or no. He can he can give the, you know, as things stand right now, we have Kenny as our number one quarterback. But there's all kind, you know, we're, there's I'm, a I'm, lot of things that can happen between now. Yeah, and I'm then. just starting. We're just starting our offseason process. Or he right could now. he could have simply said, as of now, Kenny, you know, is our QB one. And then if people really want to press him, he could say, honestly, haven't thought too much about it, like Pony's saying. I'll tell you what, though. Like, obviously, you know where I stand on Kenny. I'm, I'm pretty much gone uh, as far as thinking he's going to be, you know, a starter of consequence in this league. You look at T.J. Watt, he'll be 30 middle of next season. Cam might be in his final season if he plays another one. Minka not getting younger. If it doesn't work like I think it won't work with Kenny... Your window with your core guys on defense, if it's not closed, it's closing, right? 
with with those guys, with, yeah, like, with yes. those guys as high level impact yes. players. Yeah, and think I, about yeah, what I, we've said about how much TJ Watt means to this team. Minka's I mean, on a that, hall, like a probably a Hall of Fame track. You I mean, you've got a closed window, and you're almost turning over a new page. Then. I mean, Minka had a bunch of injuries this year. That always concerns me. Some great pass rushers were elite into their late 30s. I mean, TJ Watt could be less like his brother and more like a Bruce Smith or a Julius Peppers, or even James Harrison, somebody like that. Who but he's only one season removed from missing a bunch of games and oh, having just suffered, not like a serious knee injury, but one that would have dinged him up for you know, know. two to three. That, I'm just pointing that out because like, I think their, their youth and promise is, it's on offense in some ways, but it's also in like defensive positions where maybe traditionally you don't expect them to have a superstar corner and defensive lineman in Benton and Porter. Here is Jordan on the fan. Hello, Jordan. <laughs> Jordan, you there? Sorry, uh, I hung up right when you were about to talk. Gotta he looked like he was unrolling a sleeping bag. Tyler's next. Hello, Tyler. Hey, what's going on, crew? Hey, man. Hey, I just wanted to call in about OC position. So I listened to Tomlin's whole press conference earlier, and I also listened to Pompeiani, and, and I think that's the name that's most likely, um, you know, to come in. Kubiak, based son. off the criteria. Um, Tomlin gave Kubiak, Clint. Yep. Um, so Tomlin stated, correct me if I'm wrong, that he's looking for an OC with prior experience as OC and someone that deals with quarterbacks, correct? Well, yeah, he said, like, he said that, that court, that coach's opinion on Kenny Pickett and or how Mike feels like that offensive coordinator would work with Kenny Pickett would absolutely factor into the decision. Yeah. Yep. Okay. And and I'm I'm just thinking right now, why would an OC from another team want to come here given our current QB situation? I mean, it just doesn't make sense. The best thing I could come up with is if you get a three-year contract, you probably know you're here for three years. If you're not here for three years, it's because you got hired to be a head coach somewhere else. Because you – Worked miracles and turned. Yeah, Kenny because Pickett you know, because Mike's not in any hot seat. Mike's not getting fired. He's going to keep you for those three years. Whereas if you went and took the Bears' job, let's say Tyler, if the right. head coach gets fired at the end of the year, you might be back on your ass. So that's probably the, yeah. the best part of it. That, that yeah. Okay. Well, l- last point. I want to hear some names that you think's likely for this position, and then I'll let you, I'll let you hang. I up. think Shane Waldron's going to be a guy they at least take a look at. You think they'll take a look at Anthony Lynn? Does he have a connection to Tomlin? Don't know. I'm gonna go back to I'm gonna go back to Jim Caldwell here. You know how I'm gonna, I feel about that. I'm move. gonna circle back to him. He was in Carolina, so he got blown out of that staff with with Frank Reich. We know that Mike has like huge respect for the guy. He's interviewed here before. I mean, I, I look. That's you know, I, I I can't lie. I mean, there might be better. Hi- there are better hires. There are probably people on the on the the come up who have newer ideas. But I think I think Caldwell can coach offense. I think he got done dirty uh, by Detroit. The guy has, except for really one season where the Colts were trying to tank, been a winner as a head coach. I think he knows offense, and I think he's got. You know what? I think he's got the demeanor Tomlin likes too, because he's such a calm dude. Remember, he would get made fun of on the sidelines because he just looks so placid. I think Mike actually probably likes that. Brought to you by South Hills Chrysler, Dodge, Sheep, Ram, and Peters Township celebrating 50 years in the South Hills. Okay, so Mike Tomlin's season-ending press conference is in the book. 
Steelers insider Ray Fittipaldo was there. He heard Mike Tomlin tell everyone that they were going to go outside the organization for an offensive coordinator, that that offensive coordinator needs NFL experience, and that Art Rooney and Omar Khan are going to be involved in the GM search. Okay, Ray, what's your reaction to all that? Uh, you know, the one thing, and we might be parsing his words there, did he mean NFL experience as a play caller, or could you be, could you have been a passing game coordinator and still be in line for this job? Because you'd be cut, cutting down the, the list a lot, I think, you know, especially from that McVeigh, uh, you know, Shanahan tree, if it had to be somebody with play calling experience. We brought so, that up. Let's hear that answer yeah. together and see if we can decide where we come down on that. Would you prefer that this person have prior NFL coordinating experience with your last two hires? Yes. Coordinating experience, Hold on, though. Right? Hold on, though. There's a, there's a wiggle room, a parsing bit of room. Would you prefer? Yes. Is it no. a must? Not necessarily. <clears throat> yeah, so correct me if I'm wrong. Bobby Slowick was not a coordinator before the Texans hired him. No, okay. he was not. Nope. Okay. But say so Clint that's... Kubiak in San Francisco was, though, in Minnesota. So he was Correct. still checking so, that box. Yeah, and those are the types of names that, you know, you want to hear from that Shanahan type of a tree, McVeigh type of a tree. So that's all I was pointing out. You know, I, I think um, when you think of guys who have been coordinators, maybe they're older. But, you know, I think I also read into Mike's comments that maybe he wanted to hire somebody young. Um, I don't know if I'm reading too much into that there, but he said he was willing to learn through this process. I I just get the feeling that they're going to go in a completely different direction than what they've gone previously. What about the uh, group of of three that Mike said is going to decide this, Rooney, Khan, himself? Do you think Andy Weidel at all influences Omar (laughs) and what Omar's bringing to the table behind the scenes as like a silent fourth partner there? Yeah, probably. I mean, that's... You know, Andy's the assistant GM. You know, he's here for a reason. Um, he's got connections all around the league, so he would certainly know, um, you know, what those people look like. And that, that's important for this team-building process because we know the type of football that Andy and Omar want to play. It's tough, physical football in the trenches. So, you know, I, I think you're probably still going to see an emphasis on the running game. I thought the running game improved in the second half of the season. Obviously not good enough in the playoffs, but, yeah, that's something to build on here. So, you know, whether it's, you know, Andy's influence or Omar's or our type, you know, the fact that Mike admitted that it was going to be a collaborative process, you know, sort of tells you a lot there. I think everyone assumed that because of the way the last hire unfolded. But, um, you know, for him to verbalize that, I thought that was, um, you know, somewhat, uh, you know, eye-popping. Ray, um, okay, so taking all that into account, Give me someone who you think is like in the driver's seat or the favorite to get the job. I mean, I, I think it's way too early, to be honest with you, Pony. I mean, those names that are out there now, you know, Clint Kubiak, um, the, the people from the Shanahan McVeigh tree, you're going to hear those names in, in the coming weeks. And, you know, the, the timing of this will be interesting. You know, I don't think it's possible to have this guy in place for the Senior Bowl. But you're going to want to have him in place for the combine for sure. So, you know, the senior bowl, those guys will be leaving pretty much a week from now, um, eight days from now. Uh, the combine, you know, there's two or three weeks in between there. But, um, 
you know, I, I think the Senior Bowl will be a good place for Mike to maybe meet some of these guys, to talk to them. I think that'll be – I wouldn't be surprised if there were some interviews that take place down there. And then I think after the Senior Bowl week, two weeks after the Senior Bowl, definitely before the Combine, I think they'll want to have that hire in place. Ray, how attractive of a job do you think it is right now to – I know most of these guys you could say, would, hey, it's a, it's a step up or it's a, it's a big-time job to be a coordinator for one of these 32 teams. But, you know, weighed against some of the other open gigs, how attractive do you think it is? Well, I, I think it's very attractive except for the quarterback. And that's – you know, some people would view that as more than half the battle. So I, I guess it depends on your perspective. You're going to be working for a stable organization – uh, a coach who's going to be here for a while. We just we know that Mike and Art are going to hash that out, and that's not going to be an issue. And you have talent at skill positions. Najee Harris and Jalen Warren is a good running back duo. Pat Frymuth is a good tight end. Um, they need a number three receiver. Um, Pickens and Johnson, that's fine. They need to start building for the future. Johnson's going into the last year of his contract. You know Pickens has his, his issues. They need to find a good number three receiver. But, you know, other than that, I think this offense is set to go. You just need you need to find a quarterback, you know, and I, I don't know if it's going to be Pickett or Rudolph. You know, I think it's, um, you know, what he said today about Pickett being number one, I didn't read too much into that, maybe how some other people did. You know, I, I think we'll find out. Here's, here's my take on that. If Rudolph is back, we will find out if that's going to be a legitimate competition because – I cannot imagine Mason Rudolph signing here unless he has given assurances that he can compete for a starting job. So, and that's why I don't I think, think he'll, he'll be, be back. That's why. Yeah, I mean, I, I, if I had to bet right now, Ray, I think Kenny Pickett's their Week One starting quarterback, and Mason Rudolph's on another roster. You know, that's going to be a part of the conversations. They got him on the roster until March fifteenth or seventeenth, whenever free agency starts. They could have these conversations now if they want. Wouldn't so he they, almost they have could... to hear it from Art Rooney? Sorry, Ray. Wouldn't he yeah. have to almost hear it from Art Rooney himself that, like, yes. I will promise you? Because I don't know. I don't think Mason can take Mike Tomlin at his word on this subject. Yeah. I mean, it would have to be um, discussions with everyone on the staff, GM, front office, everything. Yeah. I, I think that would be an important thing for Mason and his agent to hear. I And I'm not convinced he's going to be a hot commodity um, on the open market. Obviously, he'll be much more sought after than he was last year, but um, I think there's a real opportunity here. If you're going to go into this truly with an open competition and you know it's going to be a legitimate competition, why wouldn't Mason want to come back, right? I mean, he's he proved he was the better quarterback for, for a month. Um, so if it is a legit competition i think mason will be back and i'm not like that qb1 stuff we heard today i don't know like i i, I think um, all right ray so then let me try to phrase the question to you this way if you had to guess right now do you think the steelers are going to try to find another quarterback who can legitimately beat pickett out for the job or someone who's brought here to more help kenny pickett assist kenny pickett help kenny pitt help make kenny pickett a better quarterback so you mean like uh you mean like uh kenny Mason duo or a Kenny Justin Fields duo? Is that what you're going after? No, I mean after? like Mason, who would be here to compete with him, or, or like a Brissett, yeah. or like they bring someone in because he played in the offense of the new coordinator and he can help him with the new offense and stuff. Yeah, I mean, I would rather. I mean, it, it depends on the coordinator. I mean, that's the best way I could put it because 
that new coordinator is going to have a big say in, in how this thing looks. It's not going to look the same as it did. I mean, maybe Mason yeah. had a good feel for Matt uh, in his offense. For you know, for whatever reason, maybe he was the only guy who could make that work. I don't Ray, know. I guess I, I mean, just interpreted Tomlin's answers differently than you because I listened to him and thought he was saying, "I want to see what Kenny Pickett looks like with the new offensive coordinator. I want to see what this guy looks like post Matt Canada." That was my biggest takeaway. I, I I think that's very true. I think everyone in the building wants to see that. But I also think they all know that there are some questions about Kenny, and they need somebody good behind him to take over if it doesn't work out. And the so field that, what thing they, is a non-starter, right? I mean, that's just never, ever, ever happening. No, I mean, uh, I mean, he was asked today if the quarterback is on the roster. He said, he said yes, pretty authoritatively. Ray, so, you said that there are questions in the building about Kenny. What are they, What do you think of Mike Tomlin's answer about the questions from his own wide receiver, who just straight up said, "I'd ra- I want Mason to win the job." Like I, I would think that. Yeah. Did you get the sense Mike thinks that that's a serious thing, or that he really did just kind of poo-poo it with, "Ah, competition strengthens everybody," yeah. not worried about it? How could he not at least be concerned that that's what his highest-paid offensive player is saying? Yeah, I mean, listen, he's he's poo-pooing a lot. I mean, Cam Hayward poo-pooed Najee's comments. Mike poo-pooed. Najee's comments, Deontay's comments. I mean, that happens. I mean, people, players talk after the season. I think there's a little bit more freedom there in what they want to say. Um, so, yeah, I mean, good job by Nick Fairbaugh, by the way, um, you know, in, in getting Deontay to say that. Um, so, it's it, you know, it's it, it's an interesting dynamic there with some of those guys in the locker room. But in the end, like the leaders, Tom and Hayward, I don't think they're taking what Najee or what Deontay says all that seriously, to be honest with you. How widespread do you think the feeling uh, Deontay, though, said about the quarterbacks is among the rest of the offense? Um, I mean, George was better with Mason, too, right? So I'm sure... You got Dan Moore talking about camaraderie <laughs> that they had over the last you know couple weeks of the yeah. season. I mean, it just... Jalen Warren said it. It's It seems like a lot of other guys yeah. maybe were a little more judicious in their phrasing <clears throat> than Deontay was, but that the basic message was the same, Ray. Jalen Warren also said he wanted to see Eddie and Mike Sullivan run the offense. I mean, I, I was in on that interview. So, I mean, they're not going to listen to the players, I guess. That's what – I mean, that's that's the bottom line. Those players will play within the system that Mike Tomlin dictates next season. And I think guys like Jalen Warren and George Pickens and Deontay Johnson will excel because they're really good players. But I don't think what they say has any weight on, uh, you know, what they do in the future. Right. I know oftentimes, and we see it with Tomlin, what the national media says and thinks of the Steelers compared to what we think and see being around the team more is night and day different. Just explain to everybody out there why they're so wrong about, like when Orlovsky says they're going to call about Baker, they're going to call about Cousins, they're going to call about Fields. Right. Explain why that is such an, it sounds like you think that's a very out of touch take to believe that that's what's going to transpire here. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think because I, just sometimes with national analysts who maybe aren't in the building every day or aren't at practice every day, they're just saying what they would do, where the Steelers have a very um, thorough process about how they they go about their business. So, um, you know, what Mike said about the, the Glazier and um, Schefter stuff today, I mean, uh, he pretty much said, you know, if you're here every day, you're – you know, he was like, explain it to me. Why was that stuff out there? So, 
I don't know. I, but I think why wouldn't the Steelers want to take a big swing on one of those guys, Ray? Explain that to people. Why wouldn't they want to, like, see if they could make Kirk Cousins work or somebody like that? Uh, just because you spent a first-round pick on Kenny Pickett and you're not going to move on after two years. I, pretty, I think it's pretty much as simple as that. And I think they feel like they got Mason, again, depending on who the coordinator is, they got Mason, a guy who proved – that uh, you know he could win. So and when he said you know, huge year for Kenny, you think this is last yeah. last uh, chance saloon? He's got to do it this year. Absolutely, that's exactly how I took that. I mean, he went on to say it was huge. So I mean, um, you know, he he said things today that I don't think I've heard him say. He was as honest today as he's been in years. Since Why I've do you think covering. that was? Um, I don't know. Just coming off a playoff loss, I think he knows. He hasn't won a playoff game since 2016. I think he wants to be more transparent with the fan base. I think he could feel the heat a little bit. That's probably part of it. Uh, by Last one from me, at least, Ray. Percentage chance Mason Rudolph is on the Steelers roster week one next year? Um, oh man, I, I want to see that because I, uh, I was intrigued by what he did. I'll say, uh, I'll say 45%. There you go. Ray Fittipaldo, Steelers insider. Thanks, Ray. You're the best. All right, guys. Talk to you later. Man, he's been what we needed him to be. Read a stat, I think, 1,000-yard rusher three straight years and how scarce that is. And I just think that speaks to his consistency, availability. He's been really solid. That is Mike Tomlin on Najee Harris. This is Tomlin Takes for the last time for a while. Going through some of the comments he made about players that are not quarterbacks. And Najee Harris is definitely a big issue because there's a fifth-year option that needs to get picked up. And based on that answer, knowing about the 1,000-yard seasons in back-to-back years, I feel like there's a very, very, very good chance they do it with Najee Harris. Didn't finish the season on a high note with the 32 rushing yards and then came out and made comments about how they need to be more rules and more structure, but... Again, first-round pick. I think it's one thing if they pick up the fifth-year option because I think that last I saw was like actually going to be worth like $7 bucks. Donnie, how many running backs in the NFL are making more than $7 bucks, Or at least did in 2023. Look that up when you get a chance. But anyway, it's one thing to do that. It's another thing altogether to give him a large amount of guaranteed money on a multi-year contract. I could live with it if they just get to the point. And I know he's been like loud in the past about, oh, yeah, we've got to watch out for each other as running backs when he hasn't exactly been the best messenger given his overall performance. You pick up the fifth-year option, I don't like it. But as long as you don't compound it by actually giving him extra term, extra guaranteed money, you know, I, I leave it at dislike. Here's, here's one area in which I would hope – and I know that, that this particular situation is not one that actually is a good example because of where Jameer Gibbs was drafted, but I hope that, for example, Andy Weidel and Omar Khan look at like the hammerback for Detroit, the guy who, who replaced Jamal Williams, and look at David Montgomery and just say, go find a guy like that. Like You can find running backs. You can make job shares out of the position. I know they picked a running back in the first round up there. He's been electrifying, by the way. But you've got to understand you can find these guys in various places. Donnie just got in my ear and said that nine running backs in the NFL would make more than that fifth-year option number for Najee. Okay. Donnie, of those nine, how many of them are still playing in the postseason? Uh, McCaffrey. Okay, one. Probably Aaron and Jones. And Aaron Jones. Yeah. Two. 
So two out of nine. So it's uh, it's like nine running backs out of thirty-two means slightly more than a quarter of the running backs you know you'd theorize on a starting uh, roster, and then one quarter of the playoffs represented. So it's pretty static on that in that sense. That means that three-quarters of the teams left in the playoffs are not paying a running back. I don't want to say I'm ambivalent on this because I don't want to be. I'm not in love with it. I also don't hate it. Like, my my gut reaction is to hate it because I don't like paying running backs. But if they do it at that price, given where that slots in, I'll be able to live with it is, is the best way I can answer that right now. Here is Tomlin on... His reaction to Najee saying that there needs to be more structure and more rules within the Steelers organization. That's what these exit interviews are about. You know, one man's perspective is just one man's perspective, but I meet with everyone and somewhere in there lies reality. And I'm always open to changing and doing what's necessary in an effort to move this collective forward in an effort to to be world champs next year, certainly. From your perspective, do there need to be changes dealing with structure and discipline? There certainly need to be changes. We can't do the same things and expect a different result. I'm open and willing to that, certainly. The start of that, the follow-up from Brooke, his answer at the start sounds like just an admission that, yeah, Najee's right. But then I felt like he tried to rest it back and say, well, we always look at everything All we do. All things are on the table when, when we don't win. the first yes. round of playoffs. Yeah, Didn't thought, you hear, I, like, he told on himself a little bit and then tried to put the genie back in the bottle there? Yeah, I thought the same thing. I'm going to come back to this. This is just my theory. I think Najee comes up with these types of things like rules and structure and stuff like that, things that get tied into leadership because he's still pissed he didn't get voted a captain this year. I think that's what this all traces back to, that he had something and it was taken away from him. And I don't think that that sat well with him the entire year. Whenever he doesn't play well and it coincides with the team not playing well, he goes out of his way to try to make it seem like they've got a leadership void on their team. Because that type of... Not very leader-like behavior, Pony. But I would be a leader if you gave me that captain's badge back. Well, we Uh, know he would talk to the media if he were a team captain. uh, Here's a question to Mike Tomlin on Broderick Jones. Does he start next year as their left tackle? Undecided as of yet. Obviously, he has capabilities in that area, but he was more than capable at right tackle as well. You know who wasn't capable at tackle this year? Dan Moore. Please move Broderick Jones back to the position you drafted him to play. I think that's a sign that they're still satisfied or at least happy enough with the way Moore played. Based on what? And they and everyone has said that's involved that Moore can't play right tackle. He so can't play left only, tackle yeah, either. I would agree with that. I'm sorry. He. We know that they subscribe or that they get info from PFF. Steve Palazzolo told us that every single team does, and to varying degrees they put stock in it. I saw a stat that like he lost or something the highest percentage of his pass rush reps of any left tackle in the league. I'm I'm worried that if it, that stay if it stays that way they're going to make the same mistake with Jones they made with Dotson. They played Dotson at the ro- at the wrong guard spot. He go he flips to the other side of the line. He turns into friggin' John Hanna in L.A. this year. Just I hate the idea that because the first round pick played out of position but did well that you would not just put him back where he belongs. I this is one thing Jones also said he's not going to lobby for a position change and he has I think said almost all the right things all year like when it was clear he was better than Chooks he didn't like rock the boat I really hope privately he says to them 
I'm only going into my second year. Put me back at left tackle. I think people will want to hear this. This is Tomlin's reaction to Deontay Johnson coming out and saying that he endorsed Mason Rudolph as their starting quarterback. Deontay Johnson said that he hopes Mason Rudolph gets the job. Do you worry about a competition situation potentially dividing the room or the team? I do not. I think competition is good. I think it's good and for all of us. I think it brings out the best in all of us. I don't like to nitpick reporters a lot. Actually, I do. Yeah, I think I that say, that's I, I really do. do. I think that the question, and I don't know how off the top of my head I would do it, but I think it got worded in a way where Tomlin could find a silver lining in it, which was the competition thing. Oh, I can think you, it's. Can you play the question again, and I'll try to workshop a way he could. Deontay Johnson said that he hopes Mason Rudolph gets the job. Do you worry about a competition situation potentially dividing the room or the team? I think I would have just left it at this is what Deontay Johnson What's said your about reaction Mason. to exactly. It? Leave it open-ended. That's what I would have gone with. I think he gave he gave him the classic, he, and I think Mike does a very good job, obviously. Now, Mike, in that situation, you'd be like, I don't have, you know, like, what do you think of it? I don't think, like, I don't have, what are your thoughts on that? I don't have any. But the way What's he was reaction? going today, I, I think he one. would have given you something there. Uh, but he sensed a yes or no phrasing coming up, and he pounced on it. 